pray as we uh, look to explore uh, these scriptures. Lord, we thank you for your word, the way that it has spoken to us uh, week in, week out. And we simply ask, Lord, that you continue to uh, do that this morning. Amen. Well, as the book of Ecclesiastes tells us, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Now, if you're a keen gardener, and I know there are many uh, of those in our church family, you will know how true that is. Prune at the right time and a plant flourishes. Get it wrong and it won't. And uh, so too for us, it's important, I think, particularly in the next few months, to judge the season that we are in. Because I think what we do in this next month or two is going to be key to how we flourish well as the world opens back up again uh, in the coming months through to the summer. And we kind of uh, mentioned this a little bit before, but I believe that what we're entering into now uh, is a season of recovery. Uh, and there are a couple of things that are very important to do in this season. And, and I, it's, it's important that we take time to process and to come to terms with and perhaps work through with God what we've experienced over the last year. Because what all of us have experienced to various degrees is trauma. It's been a traumatic experience. Uh, and there are lots of different ways in which that's manifested. There have been the things that every single one of us has gone through. The fact that we have been in and out of being locked down, uh, ordered to stay in our homes. The fact that we haven't seen our loved ones isolation, fear, loss of control over our circumstances. You know, some have been ill, some have been ill with COVID. And for some this year uh, has been marked by huge increases of burdens, massive stress and pressure as they've juggled multiple changes and tried to balance work, childcare on top of everything else. And many of those people are, are still in a place of being tired and exhausted. I've been to so many seminars in the last couple of weeks where that's exactly how people have been expressing the way they feel. But not everyone's had quite that experience. Some of us, uh, the year um, has been sort of marked by the things that we love being completely removed. Uh, a real absence of stuff. Uh, you know, the activities that we enjoy, the holidays that perhaps are a hallmark of, of what we do, the time with grandkids and, and so many other things. You know, all those activities that people were talking about before the service that they're either just about started or about to get back to. And perhaps if that's been your experience, you might be in that place of going, I just can't wait to get back doing things because I've been so, you know, frustrated or hurt by not being able to do them. Or perhaps, uh, and perhaps this is where the majority of people lie, is that you perhaps feel stuck somewhere in between. It's what psychologists call languishing. There are moments where we feel exhausted and moments where we feel energised and then we kind of feel stuck somewhere in the middle. Neither kind of wanted to go one way or the other. Now the important thing, of course, is, is not how much uh, we may or may not have suffered as individuals, because it's not a contest at the end of the day, is it? But it's in acknowledging that actually all of us have suffered through this last year. And the biggest temptation as things start to open up and as normal things start to return 
is that what we will try to do as humans is try and forget and, and, and kind of rush forwards uh, and kind of gloss over the last 12 months. And there is a danger if that's the path that we take. And the danger is that if we do that, it will come back to bite us later. I had this fantastic quote uh, this week from someone who'd been on a course dealing uh, with trauma. And, and they said this, sorrows that have no outlet in tears make other organs cry. Sorrows that have no outlet in tears make other organs cry. So there's a danger if, if we don't confront what we have been through, that it, it will probably come back and, and get us and, and can uh, be difficult further down the track. And that's why our focus through to the summer as church is going to be on helping us all to recover well. Helping us all to, to call upon Jesus, who is the ultimate healer of all things, and, and to ask for his help to engage with what we've been through. And we hope to bring a measure of his healing. Uh, and we, we do this and we enter into this season with, we know there's a little bit of uncertainty about the future, but we do that knowing that irrespective of what happens next, we'll be better placed to deal with it if we can press into the healing of Christ now, um, it will set us up. And the reading from the book of Ecclesiastes is the most fantastic place to help us think about what this season might look like for us. Because except for killing war and, and probably hopefully not dying prematurely, all of the things that were described in that reading uh, might be different ways that we might find ourselves needing to act or be in the coming months and I'm sure as we were reading through them there'll be some of them that will have just kind of leapt out off the page to you you know and uh, and and you'll kind of go yes gosh that is me that's where I need to be it is a time to do x um, I must admit it made me smile to read that uh, there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing turns out social distancing is biblical after all but perhaps for you, recovery is going to be involving a time to heal, a time to break down, to weep or mourn. Or it might be that your recovery is going to be hallmarked by laughter, dancing and building up. I suspect, again, it's going to be both for, for most of us. And, and I think what the writer of Ecclesiastes does so well is holds in tension the reality of where we are, that we might feel like crying one minute, and laughing the next and that both of those things are good and healing in and of themselves and I think the important thing is to give ourselves permission to do whatever it is that we need to from that list and of course the beauty is, is that we're not trying to fix ourselves by us by um, ourselves alone we, we do it with Jesus and we saw that in that little snippet from Matthew's gospel we, we remember how Jesus is the good shepherd who says, look, if you are weary, uh, if you are carrying burdens, then for goodness sake, come to me because I have rest for you. And we have to recall, you know, we're just a couple of weeks from Easter. That is not only Good Shepherd Jesus, but that is Easter Jesus as well who's acting. The Christ who is sat at God's right hand as we speak, interceding for us. He is crying out to his Father in prayer for me and for you. That is is who we have on our side to help us get through. And it's Jesus's transforming power and love that will bring us through this next stretch. 
You can do the processing and the psychological work without him, but you know what? It is much better to do it with him because Jesus's ultimate goal, his ultimate aim is to see us all made whole again. So how, as a church, can we try and help one another to recover well in the next coming couple of weeks and months? Well, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that this is a process that will take time. It's not like we can say a prayer and all of a sudden, boom, we feel back to our old perky selves. There's no shortcuts and it's a journey we have to go through. But in order to do that, I think the important thing is that we intentionally seek to make space to engage with both ourselves and God. Uh, and I'm the first one to tell you that that is easy to want to put that sort of stuff off. And, and if I have any encouragement for you this morning, it's this, which is, can I, can I, in the kindest possible sense, say, be brave and don't put off dealing with this stuff. Now, we, we're going to provide some resources as a church to try and help the process along as best we can. We're going to be running a series of recovery events. They're going to take place initially on Zoom um, and hopefully in the months to come, if there's still need, perhaps in person. And these will be a place simply to make that space I was talking about, uh, a space to remember, a space to reflect and then to prayerfully ask God into our situations and lives and ask him to lead us forwards. Um, they'll be done in small groups so that not only can you reflect, but there'll be an opportunity to share what your experience is and to be heard by others. Because I think talking, sharing and being heard is quite a key uh, to this season. Uh, if you were one of our Lent groups, you'll be getting uh, an invite to do that in those same groups, probably in the next week or so. Uh, and hopefully by the middle of this week, we will have some dates up on our website for sessions that you can sign up to that Susie, Helen and I uh, will be running. Now, some of us uh, in that kind of talking process will perhaps come to the realisation that actually what we need is some professional help within that. Um, the most helpful thing I did this year was to seek out some counselling because it had a huge impact on helping me in this recovery process. Now, the NHS has those resources available. We know they might be pretty busy at the moment, but don't let that put you off. Similarly, perhaps your workplace has options for counselling help that you can access. Um, it's worth pushing that door and finding out. Alongside the sessions we're going to run, we've got some resources that are up right now that you can download to do at home that will guide you through a similar process that you can return to uh, time and time again. Maybe meet up with a friend, grab a coffee and sit in the garden and maybe do it together. We've also got some downloads for families to do as well. Uh, and we're looking into running a session with parents because there's been a particularly unique set of challenges uh, that that group of people have faced. We're going to use our family services to kind of explore some of those themes as well. Now, coupled with this, this process of reflection and, and bringing it to God is, is the need to recuperate, the need to do some stuff that just brings us back uh, to normality again. And again, this is a process that takes time. But again, I, again, it's just simple encouragement to say, do you know what? When you can, start doing some of the things that give you life. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe that's gardening, it's cooking, it's seeing friends, it's... Uh, going to see your family, it's uh, you know, having your hair cut, whatever it is, 
Um, and again, we perhaps have to be intentional about it because some of us will have gotten out of the habit. Something that helped me enormously last year was to go away, so to have a short holiday. Uh, we went away for just a week to the seaside last year, and, and the, the impact was huge, that change of scenery. Maybe that's something uh, you are able to do. Uh, and as I said, it, it feels hard to do perhaps all of these things right now, but I believe we need to make them a priority. Uh, and, and to do that as a church, we, we're going to do our part. We are going to keep things simple. Uh, we're not going to be making any great sweeping changes to what we do on Sundays or Wednesdays. We're not going to be launching any additional new initiatives or make extra demands on you. Change will come, yes, uh, but it's not right now. Uh, at the moment, our need is, is to focus on recovery, gathering together to enter Christ's presence, as we do so, on a Sunday and a Wednesday. And we're going to keep that simple uh, so that you can focus on spending that time with God and uh, doing what he needs to. So that's what we're going to do, as part of what we'll do as church. And uh, my other thing is that as a church family, we just need to be a little uh, gentle with one another right now. Because we're all in very different places. I've spoken to lots of people the last couple of weeks and I can see the real tensions between those who want to move forward fast and those who've barely left their homes in the last year and, and everyone in between. So please be kind to one another. Try and think before you speak and let's keep doing our best to keep Jesus' commandment to love one another in this season when our tolerance levels and thresholds are going to be a bit lower than they might have been in more normal circumstances. So we remember that for everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to bring our trauma to Jesus and a time to receive his healing, a time to recover well. Let's pray.